Finale. I'm your host, Sam. And I'm your other host, Leslie, bringing you the last episode of the season. Yeah. Your your final weekly horror dose for the oh. season for 2023. What a year it's been. What a year. Yeah. Truly. It has been. It's, I think, looking back, it's been a great season. Great I season, mean, too. Ooh. Oh, a whole list. A whole list of things. A whole other year added. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a. I mean,. We kind of this year was a year of first. The season, second season was a year of first. I feel like because we we changed the form a little bit of the podcast. We, um, we started doing more live events with Logan Square Theater uh, and Hex, and then mm-hmm. we started the the trivia. So it's been it's been a season of firsts for yeah. sure. So it's been I think it's been fun. It's been wonderful. Also, just seeing and. Um adding to to the community so it's been really nice yeah seeing people it's also feels just somewhat fitting that this movie was the final movie of the season oh no who who Who, why who why why what where i was like you already said the title who (laughs) why what where well we watched (laughs) final destination from 2000 Directed by James Wong. Written by Glenn Morgan, James Wong, and Jeffrey Reddick. Alex Browning is among a group of high school students readying themselves for a trip to Europe. When he suddenly has a premonition their plane will crash, he screams to warn the others. But instead, he is thrown off the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He is. He yeah. kind of... They kind of just describe the first scene... And then nothing after that. Nothing after that. Which, okay. Leaves a little mystery for us to to solve, I guess. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, Final Destination is a pretty famous uh, mm-hmm. now franchise with, I think, six movies in it. So, but we're going back to the OG one, the one that kicked it all off. Man, wow. Wow. I can, I can see how the lore has continued. Um, and it must be pretty fun to just kind of write you know yeah i mean i think that these filmmakers are probably just sitting around thinking of a creative ways to kill people yeah which is fun like a little puzzle yeah you well, know we we heard the word puzzle time and time again um and it is it's like okay what kind of you know the like contraptions that you make for like a little marble to like go through or like dominoes yes um and you're just like adding to that you know, yes. building the script yes. for, for this kind of movie. And then going from here, having seen, I think, most of the movies that came after this, that's what they were doing. You know, they were just trying to one-up themselves. They were trying to think of more creative ways to kill people and throw us off. Like, a lot of these deaths start in one way, and you think, uh-oh, they're going to die in this way. But then suddenly... It changes right at the end, or who dies changes right at the end. Is it like this? Is it like that? No. Because uh, they do a really good job. I guess we're jumping into the can. Let's get into the can, huh? The final can. Um, the final can. Um, 
of just like going through and getting images of um, just like and maybe this will be incorporated into their death. Maybe not. In death, there are no accidents, no coincidences, no mishaps, and no escapes. This one seemed a lot more supernatural than any of the other ones. Also, we kind of saw death a couple times, like as a shadow shadow. in like the background or Water. water. And none of the other movies do that. None of the other movies have like a manifestation of death. This mm-hmm. is, I think, of all of them, probably the most supernatural of them. And it really feels like death is coming after them in this one with like the water seeping out and then receding. It feels like there are supernatural elements at play yeah. in this one, more so than the other ones. I like the, the um, essentially just like the... Mm, the message, I guess, that you can't escape death because, like, you don't know when you're going to pass on. So if you, quote-unquote, skip death, it's going to come back to get you. I control my life, not you. Carter! (sighs) I'm never going to die. The script definitely reflected on it being 2000. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I. It was a lot of quips, a lot of very overdramatic expository writing. And I, I've said this before in other movies, it kind of felt like a soap opera at times. Mm-hmm. So uh, after school special, uh, there was a lot of overacting, a lot of staring off into the nothingness and thinking. Something from that day is still with you. I know because I can still feel you. At times, because of the acting, we didn't know what kind of emotions they were trying to relay and for us to understand. Yeah, I think we need to talk about Alex, our main character, Mm -hmm. played by Devin Sawa. And he's the person that we're following with through the whole movie, and all this stuff is happening to him. Um, And so obviously it's, it's breaking him down and essentially making him go crazy and paranoid that he's going to die the whole time. And in those scenes when he's super paranoid, that came through for me. Right, yeah. In other scenes, I was so confused by his emotional arcs, like valley, peaks and valleys, because at times he felt like he didn't give a shit that his friends are dying. Like when Todd dies and he shows up at his house... I expected him to have a much bigger reaction mm-hmm. that his best friend... His best friend passed away. ...is dead. Not to mention that one of those people had a vision, or whatever, of the plane exploding minutes where it actually did explode is highly suspicious. Todd dies, has a very little reaction. He just more goes into, like, puzzle-solving mode. And then also when Billy dies, right in front of him, he gets his head chopped in half in front of him, he doesn't even have a moment of like, oh my god, I just saw somebody get their head cut off. You should be next after looting. That's the plan. That's the design. You should be fucking dead. Oh, you're the fucking devil. He, like he immediately goes back into the mm-hmm. problem solving mode without any sort of reaction. I'm like, dude, like you at least have one moment of being like, holy shit, we just saw someone die. And that can be because of two reasons. Mm-hmm. 
one, the director just didn't allow him to go there and just was trying to make him look, I don't even know if tough was the right direction, but just like... The hero? The the crazed hero, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I think it just like, I don't think we were quite there yet, or not a lot, not a lot of uh, script writers and directors had a very natural uh, style quite yes. yet. Yes. Although clear. Also, let's clear. talk about her name. Clear. Clear. Played by Allie Larder. Clear. Clear. Why didn't you just make it Claire? Because Clear, like her character, definitely was also in tapping into the waves or whatever you know, somewhat seeing the future. They kind of hinted at that. So clear, really? Like, like she's clear-minded? Like, she's open to these things? Like, that seemed a little too nail on the head. So clear, why did you get off the plane? Because I saw and I heard Alex. Going back to the directing for a second, because the director was also one of the writers, so they're involved in everything. This was shot like an action movie, I think, more. I, I don't know exactly James, Wong, uh, James, James Wong's past movies that he's made, but a lot of it felt like he was making an action movie. Um, and that kind of comes with, like, there's a lot of sweeping shots, a lot of crane shots, extreme close-ups on people's faces with, like, a really wide angle um, I mean, there was a lot of explosions. A lot of explosions. I mean, it was somewhat action-y. It was, um, yeah. But, yeah, it really felt like they were going and making an action movie, which that kind of, I think, makes sense. If this guy does have an action movie background, why the acting yeah. maybe suffered a little more because that's not exactly something that you focus too much on. We're coming out of the 90s too, literally 2000. So we are essentially still living like we're in the 90s. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of quick cuts, a lot of um, really bright lights, you know, that kind of like a lot of lightning, but it just felt like the transitions were like, mm-hmm. like in your face a little bit. Um, it reminded me of... Um, saw a little bit in that way in this like kind of 90s music video style which then also made me think um, this movie was almost like a precursor to like this torture porn subgenre that Mm. we get because it's before Saw it's before Hostiles for all those movies but this movie is all about watching people die so I think that Final Destination definitely fits within the torture porn subgenre. The acting slash writing was not strong, but because of the nature of this movie, where it's mostly about the deaths and the action, it's not as important. And so not saying that writing and acting isn't important in a movie. I do think it is important, but you can almost forgive it a little more because that's not what we're really here for. No. We're here to see people die. Especially after this. Yep. Being a little bit more of a Kickstarter. Um, and it's the the puzzle to people's deaths. Because it's not just like Saw where well, he is making a puzzle actually. 
is a lot smaller puzzles. Yeah. They're trying to make, figure out a big puzzle. They're just like the actual person needs to solve to get out, mm-hmm. as opposed to this, where like we audience are trying to figure out how they're going to die. So then there's little elements that keep adding to that, and I I think that's really a, a cool thing to write. They're dying in the order they would have died. Well, should we get into the meat? The meat. Uh, there's some meat in this, obviously, a lot of grinded meat. Um, but really, what we're definitely what we're talking about is this idea of can you control your destiny? But what if it was our time? What if we were not meant to get off that plane? What if it still is our time? Unless, unless we find the patterns and cheat it again. I think it's interesting thinking about how we are following kids. We're following kids who are about to graduate and go off to college. And as a kid, you think you're invincible, I would say. And you think that all of your actions, there's no consequences at all. And we even have that line of Carter saying, I'm never going to die. I'm never going to die. I mean, it's a stupid line when he says it. But it is pretty reflective of how kids feel like yeah. nothing's gonna happen to me well you're living in that sliver of time of knowing that you're gonna be of age 18 you're gonna be a, an adult by the state of law um but you're still living with your parents presumably um and you're still trying to figure things out and yeah if you have misdemeanors, they get wiped off your record by the time you're 18. So you kind of do feel invincible. And also, you've only lived 18 years. <laughs> you're no shit. Nothing. You're no shit. No, I mean, I would hope that you haven't gone through really hardships. But, like, in an ideal world, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have at 18 you still have your whole life ahead of you. Um, and, you know, like, it's it's supposed to be the beginning of your your livelihood. Yeah. And you think, like, I have control over my life. I have, I have this entire world in front of me, and I can make the choice to go wherever I want. But this movie is about reminding you how little control you actually do have over your life. Something random you don't even think is important could butterfly effect into mm-hmm. changing your life forever. Live it up, Alex. You got your whole life ahead of you. And in that way, it is scary to kind of think about because yeah, one choice of stepping off an airplane could change everything. Or stepping onto the street, um, getting into a car. Mm-hmm. Um, anything and you know and it sounds pessimistic but it there is some you know uh, positivity to gather from that is that just be present be with folks that you love um, and and just try to live your life as a good person and have fun Yeah, just have fun I think that that's yeah you can't live like there's an axe over your head Every single day. But what is interesting about this movie is we, our main character, Alex, is these premonitions are forced 
onto him. He's not choosing to see the future. So through him, we kind of are asking this question of how do you act? How do you make decisions if you do know the future? He became very paranoid and very scared of everything um, and angry at the world. Try to capitalize, but I caught you. You fuck. I could beat you. The reality of his impending doom made him angry at the world, at, angry at that fact that he is going to die. Yeah. Now, 50 years, he's going to die. And so, he, what, he's going to be cheating death every single time? That would get exhausting. That's no way to live. No. That's no way to live. And then also, if you do have a partner, like they got together, Clear and Alex, at the end, um, spoiler alert, somehow in between the mess they got together. In like two days of knowing each other. They and they were calling each other baby. You know? Baby, you're losing it, okay? The police will be here. We have to get you back to my cabin. No. I think baby happens a couple of months into a relationship. Not days. Yeah. That's I something have... you talk about, right? Right, yeah. And they did not. Nope. Clearly, they did not. <laughs> Um, but one question that I do have for you mm -hmm. is, do you like that Alex got the premonition and why do you think he got it? Cause that's a question that I have. Yeah. Like the, the initial premonition. Of yeah. The, yeah. Like why, how this movie starts. How did he get it and why would it happen? It's... Just Inc your opinion. It's incredibly random. Yeah, I think that the movie doesn't even try to explain why he was the one that got it um, and why now. It just kind of happens. Now, what if you, me, Todd, Carter, Terry, Billy, Mrs. Luton messed up that design for whatever reason? I, I saw Death's plan. Do I need that, though? Do I need an explanation of... Mm. Why now? Why him? I don't think I do because I, you know, life is random, you know, and that kind of goes back to like, yeah, like if you are open to the world giving you messages, maybe you'll get some every once in a while and you should listen to those instincts. And that's also a very immature thing to ignore your instincts and just go along with what other people are doing or what you think you should be doing. So he did listen to his instincts, um, which in the end saved him. Unless we open ourselves up to the signs it's willing to show us. Did you see Todd die? If he was randomly given this message, why is death coming after him so hard after that? You know, like, why did they why did this premonition come if in the end he was just going to die? Yeah. Because death is going to come back around anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I I just found it to be very random. Yeah. And yeah, we, we needed to start the movie somehow. So an explanation for that isn't quite um, necessary. But I just wish... Because there was... In the beginning, they mentioned how the dad was in an airplane crash and he survived. 
It's got to be on the bag, or at least with the bag. For luck. Where would you get a nutball idea like that? I'm still here. And so it just, like, it seemed like there was always a little, like, nudge of death for him. Like, maybe he wasn't supposed to be alive or whatever. Um, yeah, and that because was... Because his dad cheated death, therefore his life is, like, you shouldn't even have been born. There was opportunity, too, for the dad and him to have a conversation about that. Because that is a very, like, right in the beginning, almost like a throwaway line that that information comes mm-hmm. in. But you're right. I think that is important, especially because we're dealing with a plane and he avoided death. And then later, after, like, I believe it's after Todd died, the dad sits down with Alex and he's like, hey, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. Dad, you and Mom have both been at Big Hell. But there's something I need to understand before I can talk. To anyone. And that was an opportunity for either the dad to confide more into him about his plane experience. And then for Alex to then take that information and be like, oh, shit. Maybe there is some sort of, like, hereditary gifts that are being passed down to me. But they didn't do that. No. They didn't do that. They, Alex is very much like, I don't need to talk. Yeah. No one wanted to address their feelings and nothing of what was happening to them seemed real. Like, (laughs) logical. Everyone seemed very cool. Everybody was in Xanax. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's fine. It's fine. Nothing happened. Yeah, and also because the parent, like the parents disappear after the first third of the movie. His parents, Alex's yeah, parents disappear they, yeah. after the first third of the movie. Even when he's like on the run from the FBI, they're not seen or around or the talked to about this. The 17-year-old right. is running around. And so, yeah, that did kind of seem like a missed opportunity for them to slide a little more uh, information in there and maybe yeah a little more of an explanation of to like why did this happen to him i didn't really understand why the water for todd's death had to fucking go back to the toilet i didn't get that either um i mean unless death wanted it to look like a suicide but also why like it doesn't matter what are they gonna arrest death or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that this... Should we get to the cook? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to the cook, because this yeah, kind of goes back to that. It is. Because, yeah, death really in this movie felt like someone coming after these people. It wasn't just like the world, you know, oh, coincidences caught up with you, and then you died. It really felt like death was making these, like, winds that were pushing things over, and yeah, the covering up his own tracks by rescinding the water so people think it was a suicide and then like like is death framing Alex? Like is he trying to frame Alex for all this shit? Mm -hmm. The risk of cheating the plan could incite a fury that could terrorize even the grandmother and you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. Yeah I didn't really like that. I would I wish that we didn't see death as a shadow at all. Like, I didn't want to see any personification of death. 
and there wasn't that kind of element of like I'm personally coming after you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't quite understand why we had to go there. It made it seem more like a demon as opposed to just a natural thing that happens to everyone, which is death. I mean, not to the extent of how like all these people passed away. It was it didn't seem very natural. Well, that's the thing is I think it needed to feel more even though ridiculous. It needed to feel more natural mm-hmm. um, rather than this being being there and like pushing this thing along, like literally pushing it along. Yeah, we didn't need that because that kind of goes against what this movie is trying to say. This movie is trying to say that the actions that you do will have consequences and eventually come back to you. But this having having this personification of death takes the responsibility off of you and makes it feel like, yeah, it's just a demon who's after me. And then going in the cook and kind of going along with this, there was this like water and I guess fire motif that they kept going back to. And to me, that reinforces the idea of like natural elements Mm -hmm. coming after you. And then in the end, just like nature, like there's this flow of energy and nature is correcting itself. So I actually did enjoy that motif that they kept going back to. But again, he rescinded the water to try to cover his tracks. So it, it just felt like it's not natural. It's a demon. I, didn't, it, I did not like that. I did not like that because then that was the only one that that happened. Yeah. Only to Todd's death. All the other deaths were more, okay, yeah, things got pushed and blah, 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 and we know that that's death. But, like, the fire didn't recede from uh, the teacher's house. If anything, it exploded. The whole house exploded. Yep. And then um, the death, the quick death of of that dude in the bicycle. Uh, What was his name? Billy. Billy. Yeah. You know, he just got his fucking head chopped off. Yeah. There was no supernatural aspects there. It was just like, oh, there's the sheet of metal from the car crash, from the crash of the train to the car. And then, you know, it just seemed more like cause and effect. Yes. Type of thing. Which that's what it should have been, I think. That one made sense. It could have... It could have just the little hint of supernaturalness from the water just, like, going down those cracks. I really like that. It was, like, creeping towards him and being like, hey, look, ha, 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 I'm death, I'm coming for you. But, and then have it wet. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why does it need to rescind? It, I don't. I don't understand that. I didn't get that. I didn't get it. It didn't, didn't make any yeah, sense. Okay, it did. perfect. Well, perfect. Well, now well, we know. We both agree. It does make sense. <laughs> Yeah, it, I think the cook of the villain in this movie, which is just death, it just, they set it up to be that this is just the world coming after you. But then how they cooked it, it was, no, it was like this one thing is coming after you. I love the elements of um, the magazine ripping and then it being like Todd's name. Yes. I wish there was more of that. Those little just kind of, uh, subliminal messages, you know, getting delivered to 
Alex. Yeah, and I like that idea of like if you open yourself up to what the world is trying to tell you, you can see these small things and then change what's going to happen because you're so in tune with the world. And yeah, those moments were cool when he like gets the clues of who's next. Who, mm-hmm. um, the Todd one was very creative. The other ones, you know, he's seeing reflections in windows of like trains and buses, and he's like, "Well, oh, something weird's going to happen with that." Um, but they weren't as creative as that first Todd one. No, Todd's dead. That's why I mentioned like that was personal. Yeah. I don't know why the hell that was so personal. Death was like. All right, Alex, you want to cheat me? I'm going to fuck your best friend up. Here he is. Oh, poor Todd. Poor Todd with one D. He just wanted to shave his non-existent hair from his face. You got a couple more years, brother. A couple more years. You you look like fucking Blue's Clues motherfucking brother. Blue, where's the clue? How am I going to (laughs) die? You're going to die. Uh... One other thing I wanted to mention in the cook uh, was the actual effects, which I think the effects were pretty good in this movie. I mean, right. they they really worked well, and I mean that's what this movie is kind of about: is seeing people die and the effects of that. And I mean, I think that they really sold. You know, we got the the plane in the background blowing up. I thought that was awesome. The and windows, the windows blowing out, and then Billy's death with like the cutting half of the face off. Um, effective. Very effective. Since we're talking about the effects, I, maybe we should just get to the thrill. Yeah! Let's get to the next one. And our main villain is death. So idea ah! of death. Um, and I wrote down the deaths in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the initial plane crash, obviously. Mm-hmm. That kicks everything off. And then we have Todd hanging in the shower. Yikes. Yikes. And then we have uh, Terry getting hit by the bus. And then we have uh, Miss Luton, the teacher. A uh, couple different things happen to her. Was computer awful. computer blows up and penetrates her neck, and then it lights on fire and burns her whole house up. And then she gets stabbed by the knives that fall on her. Death was really coming after her for sure in that mm-hmm. moment. And then we have um, Billy, played by Sean William Scott head lobbed off uh, because of a bit of metal. And then finally, we have uh, Carter. A big old sign comes back in. We don't see it, but hits him in the back, and that's how the movie it ends. It spanked him. It spanked him. So, of those deaths, what is your, what's your favorite? Um, I would like to say the teacher's was very elaborate. Um, I actually wrote down most elaborate death. Yikes! Yeah, hers was very elaborate. That's what makes me think, like, hers and Todd's were the most elaborate deaths of the movie. And I liked those scenes because we're getting little clues as the scene goes on of, like, close-ups on the hot water, close-ups on the knives. And you're thinking, oh, fuck, like, how is this going to come back? And then, at least for me, the first time I saw this, it was not at all how I thought she was going to die. Um, but all those elements were still used mm-hmm. in the death just in a different way than I expected it. In her scene, everything that was closed up was involved in her death. Mm-hmm. In Todd, he goes and is looking at his, you know, like 
beard, non-existing beard. Yeah. And then he goes to try and shave. And, of course, because he has no shaving cream, he cuts himself. Um, and then he goes and tries to plug hairs from his nose. Look, like, he doesn't look like he's quite grieving his brother's death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His like, brother just died. His brother just died, and he made a speech at uh, his memoriam. But then, so, like, all these elements that he's using are sharp they're in delicate places all while like this very supernatural water is stripping from the toilet faucet thing um in an alarming uh amount amount yeah <laughs> i was like what's the word um alarming amount and then it's him and then he's like doing little things here and there and the water's creeping closer to him and you're like, oh my God, he's going to fall. But like, what's going to happen? Like, what are the, what thing that he just grabbed is going to like fucking kill him? And no, it's the hanging. Yeah. Which is, like I mentioned, it was foreshadowing because Alex had some things that were hanging from his window. It was, he had like some skeletons hanging and I was like, ooh, foreshadowing. And it wasn't quite foreshadowing because we kept coming back to the skeletons. Yeah. Over and over and over. And the blades of the fucking fan. We got so many scenes of the fan. <laughs> it started, I mean, the whole beginning credits were all just fans. Fans. This fan is looking really menacing. And then there's also this element, too, that I'm not sure really why the movie does this, but. Alex is kind of the villain in everyone's mind in this movie because except for clear, except for clear because she's clear minded, clear headed. Um, but everyone thinks he's responsible. Like he has two FBI agents following him this whole time, and like he's under investigation for the plane crash and for all these subsequent mm, accidental deaths, and. I just don't really know why they had to have that as an element in the movie. Because we know, as the audience, that he is not responsible for Mm -hmm. this. I understand that it would be very suspicious that this guy is calling all these deaths and saying that there's a plan, there's blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It was just kind of an element of the movie that I didn't exactly know if it was necessary to like build him as the bad guy in everyone's mind. I don't know. And also one of the investigators was Agent Shrek. I'm Agent Ween. This is Agent Shrek. We're with the FBI. It makes sense as to why the FBI is involved. There's a kid that ran out of the plane last minute saying that plane is going to explode and it explodes. I feel like the United States is crazy enough and, you know, with everything that has happened, uh, that, yeah, you're, you're going to take a look at that child. But... Then later they were like, yeah, you know, we knew that you didn't do it. And it's like, yeah, he's a stupid 17-year-old. But now there's all these deaths that are happening. And he so happens to be there when they happens. Yeah. I mean, with Todd, he literally just ran up. And then they were like, it was you. And he's like, "Um, he just arrived. But then what, what I don't like is that there was... Again, this element of supernaturalness. Either you go all the way or you just don't touch it at all because it doesn't make 
sense when it's partially there. Um, where Clear and Alex had this link, and it's like you're trying to make a love story happen, and it's annoying because you. I just don't see how Alex, who's absolutely in the midst of losing his fucking sanity, is going to have time for romance. It did not seem believable at all that any of these kids were not traumatized, first of all. No one seemed traumatized. And then, yeah, would be have the wherewithal to yeah fall in love with each other. And then at the end, they're not traumatized enough to never go on a plane and never go to Paris. They went to Paris, they got a beer, and they were like, man, that was some crazy six months. Am six I right? Six months. Ugh. Yeah, no. 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 Yeah, none of these kids seemed traumatized enough, and the love story felt super just thrown in there. Forced. Super forced. Those two, it does make sense that they would end up together. But in the reality, the reality is these people would not be focusing on having a romance right now. And also, as clear, or Carter, why the fuck would you ever want to be around Alex again if he's the one who's like putting you in these situations where you could possibly die? He brought it up again. He brought it up again. He had his little fucking notes. He was still thinking about it six months later. Yeah. No, which makes sense for him to continue to be invested like he got the you know premonitions and shit but also yeah why would you want to be friends with someone like that you unfortunately would want to part ways and never see them again yes ever right because that no matter what even if it was just a the plane blowing up or whatever those people are a reminder of that trauma and typically you know when people go through traumatic things Couples, you know, a lot of times when their child dies or is kidnapped or whatever, they don't stay together. They can't. Be- they can't because that other person is a reminder of that traumatic experience. Every time you look at them, you you're... have to move on, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you want to make it work. Because, yes, like they're also suffering. You're all suffering together. There comes a point where you're just going to be like, you know what? We just need to part ways and just like for. Like, unfortunately, just, like, forget about this. we got to move on with our lives. Yeah. You're the only thing we won, Carter, is a chance at a full life. A chance that I won't ever waste. For the amount of suffering that all these people were going through physically by death, there was no emotional suffering at all. And... It was not real. Maybe that is somewhat a reflection of the time. This is 2000. Uh, before like mental health and mental you know disease and trauma was really talked about that much mm-hmm. so people didn't think about that i don't think very much in 2000 of like how is this affecting their minds they're just thinking about how we're going to kill the next person yeah mm-hmm. so that could be a reflection of the time, but to me, it was just like these people seemed so untraumatized, not traumatized. Nonchalant. Very nonchalant. Let's go to Paris. Apparently, that's where you go when you have no trauma. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the ride. Yeah. Get to the ride, the final ride, the, how we felt this was uh, entertaining. I mean, I was entertained, for sure. 
it is fun to just kind of like go along with this puzzle and try to figure out mm-hmm. how these people are gonna die. Um, it is like a roller coaster in in that way of just you know Final Destination Three. Exactly. They I think they literally did that. Um, yeah, in the way of like you, these are things that you don't really want to see but you're still watching it for the thrill of it. Oh, did you see me trying to like cover my eyes, mm-hmm. but still like trying to see a little piece? Yeah, I think that that's what these movies are about. It's about the experience of going on this ride, this this movie's ride, mm-hmm. which I think it's, it's one of the stronger points of this film is it, it keeps you in it and everything is very driving the whole time. There's very little downtime. Um. And the deaths are pretty good. The deaths are pretty good. And at least in this one, they didn't explicitly tell you who was next. Nope. You you were like at first when he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it was supposed to be me and blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do. And then at the end when it was just like Billy Carter, uh, Clear and Alex, they're like, who's next? And we like didn't get it. We didn't know. We, didn't, we weren't really sure. Until the, yeah, after that, they were like, oh, it's supposed to be you, but it skipped you. Because I intervened. And since I intervened, I... Um, yes, that was the more fun element. Because I also feel like maybe you can't, but they pretty much tell you the order in that first scene. Because we see Alex's premonition of the plane crash. If we go into it knowing that people are going to die in the order that they died on that plane... We could probably track it. We could probably like, oh, shit, Todd died first, and then it went to whoever, and this person, this person. We could probably figure it out from that first 10 minutes, but we're not paying attention to that at that time because we don't know that information. Um, But I think they probably slip in those clues Mm -hmm. uh, right from the top of what the order is going to be. And I also did want to give a shout-out to Tony Todd, yeah. Who shows up uh, in one scene as uh, I think his name is Mister Bloodworth, I think uh, he's the mortician, uh, and he pretty much is like the harbinger. He's like, "Death is coming for you," and then he gives that great last line. I'll see you soon. So good. Love that voice too. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that's just that's a. He's obviously a huge face and voice in horror. So to have him there in one scene and he's the harbinger of the evil stuff to come, it's pretty fitting. You know, to us, they're our reaper. They're the, not not the death reaper, but like the one that crosses you to the other side. He's the, uh, yeah, he's the river, he's the ferryman. Uh, yep. He's the ferryman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Final Destination. Yeah, you like that one. <laughs> That's where we ended. <laughs> final yeah. Destination. Final. 2000. Destination. Final let's, movie. Let's get to the Smash Pumpkins. Last Smash Pumpkins, Pumpkins of the season. Do you have a number? I have an idea. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a four. Wow. Yeah. Four. Um, I've been asking for this movie um, from. Oh, it's been a while since since like we talked about wanting what movies we wanted to like include for the rest of the season, um, and so I'm really giddy that we like got it for the fa- final one. Yeah, 
So odd. <gasps> Crazy. It's spooky. Looking over my shoulder for um, And again, I feel like I haven't seen this one. Been a fan of the third one. Um, and uh, I think they're just like, they're fun. They're a little puzzle. Um, very easy to digest. <laughs> that sounds awful because it is like you are watching people die. Um, but, you know, not to be morbid. But, yeah, like it's it's just fun to see how it's going to play out. Yeah. And I just remember my group of friends and I were so excited to see the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, when it would come out, we were like, oh, my God, let's go see it. Um, we can't deny that this, first of all, kickstarted a franchise, a Final Destination franchise. But also, I think it really did help along the like torture porn subgenre and helped along movies like Saw and Hostel because what those movies are about are like essentially experiencing a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And roller coaster rides are something that you don't necessarily want to put yourself in the situation, but you do because you want that thrill. And it's supposed to be fun. Like yeah. when you get into a roller coaster, you're seeing that massive thing and you're like two thoughts. How much, how much fun, how fun and how scary if something were to happen. You're living on that edge. You are. You're living you, on You it. strap yourself in and you're like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I think, yeah, I think the ride of this movie was super there. And I think the effects, too, uh, were great. And that's what these movies, I think, really are about. Um, acting was pretty weak. Writing was pretty weak. Uh, the cook of yeah. things was, eh, you know, not there. And I think, yeah, I took a little... After this movie, I know for sure that they don't ever have this personification mm-hmm. of death. It is much more of this idea of coincidences and the world just writing itself rather than a thing coming after these people right that i did not like um but everything else really worked and i think i'm gonna give it a three all right a five yeah Final Destination. Final Destination, the final movie of the season. Wow. Wow. We close it out at the 70th episode of the podcast. Um, Should we see what movie we're going to watch for the (laughs) first episode of the third season? Yeah. Let's see. Yes. And it's your turn. My actions will have consequences. What do you want? What do you want the first episode of the third season to be? I'm trying to think of a movie that I've been wanting for a while. I want something actually that I have never seen before. Okay. I, I that for sure, and something to really scare me. Really, just I want something scary. Really, like I want to have nightmares. Yeah, let's. let's no, I don't want to have nightmares. But <laughs> let's kick it off with something really fucked up. All right, we got. It. Here we go. Interesting. Two New Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre, otherworldly effects. 28 Days days Later? Oh, I wish. That would have been a good one. We've actually... This is the third movie in a trilogy that we've been working on in this podcast. No. From Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. 
the makers of Resolution and The Endless, the third installment in their trilogy called... What? Synchronic. 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 That's incredible. Wow. Starting the third season with the third movie in a series. Wow. Crazy. That's insane. We love we love Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson in this podcast, apparently. We, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, The Endless was so-so. The Endless so. was weird. Yeah, it was so-so. We'll see how they do with Synchronic. Whoa. Wow. Well. Look at that. Thank you all for joining us on this adventure uh, that is the second season. Uh, yeah. It's been a really, really fun one, and we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any suggestions for movies or the podcast in general, I'd please. love to hear them. Oh, yes. Please give us a call at 773-669-6677. Please, y'all, we want to hear your voices. We want to know what you think. Um, give us compliments. No, please. I'm just kidding. Uh, mostly just stories. We want to hear from you, please. Yeah, and hopefully, share them. hopefully we'll get enough and have an episode where we play it on the podcast. That would be ideal. Ideal. Okay, we're running out of things to fucking talk about. Ooh. We'll always <laughs> find things, but we want to no. hear you. We we'll, we'll, want to hear from you, oh, for yeah. sure. I want to know more stories. I want to read them. I want to I hear them. Coming we love stories. You. We love stories here. We love stories. Ugh. Anyhow. Give it to us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. I don't the final sign-off. Uh, I know. All right. Well, you can follow me on Color Me Leslie, y'all. And me at BP Pritchie T. You can follow us at The Deadlights Pod. Also, check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we're recording this at. We are. But until next season. Let's, Let's get, get spooky. spooky. Ooh, season two. Season, season two. two. See you next season. <laughs> Say, wow, we're scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>